guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to In High Spirits. This is a podcast that's going to be talking mostly about all things spirits and alcohols, pretty much. From liqueurs, liqueurs, beer, wine, all sorts of different things, to eventually, hopefully getting into different kinds of uh, bartending techniques, uh, flares, hopefully, eventually, maybe even talking a little bit about what a Cicero and Sommelier are and how to tell different flavor notes of what beers are, uh, what the difference between, you know, like, sours and ghosts and, I mean, obviously, bigger differences like stouts and pilsners and blondes and things like that are, to different kinds of wines, to pretty much anything that you can think of in the long term, and hopefully we'll be bringing on other people to talk more about specific details because frankly i'm only one man and i can only give you so much information but that being said i am someone uh who i think has a fair amount of information to give and has a huge passion for this stuff so i hope that you guys can sit back and enjoy together with me uh, talking a little bit about bartending and liqueurs and spirits and all sorts of different things uh, alcohol and uh drinking related during this pandemic you know you got to have something to do so i think most people are turning to podcasts but while you're doing that you might as well sip on something so hopefully you can learn a little bit more about what you're sipping on and uh why we like to sip on it but this week hopefully i'm just gonna be talking a little bit about the history of liqueurs and liqueurs which is o-u-r and e-u-e-r so that's the difference between the two, and I will talk a little bit about what they are, and uh, it's going to be a very brief introduction, and hopefully I'll be able to go into detail later on uh, about each specific liqueur more in depth in the future. Without further ado, let's delve right in. So we're going to start with my absolute favorite liqueur, which is gin. Gin is the Mac Daddy of liquors, in my opinion. It has such amazing flavors, but it's not for everyone for sure. It's a little more on the floral side, I think. Traditionally, it's a, it's a little bit of a uh, faux pas to drink alone, I think people think. Not alone, excuse me, but like uh, like plain, which I disagree with personally, but I can understand that is very floral. Uh, gin is usually used in a lot of different things, but it's, it's most commonly used in martinis, and if someone says it's vodka in a martini, they're wrong. It's called a vodka-tini, not a martini. Uh, and also gin and tonics is probably the two most common uses for gin. But... Uh, yeah, I think it's just an amazing flavor and things like that. It originated in London around the 1790s, most specifically, is when it really started to rise in popularity. Uh, it was originally actually used as a medicine, just like heroin or coke, kind of, you know, uh, and Coca-Cola, how it was kind of given by chemists at the time, what they were called, or doctors, and, uh, just kind of as a, uh, as a throat cleanser or a, you know, have a sick or flu, sort of any sort of thing, indigestion, not indigestion, but like sort of sinus issues this will clear it right up later on though the, the brits picked it up more and had it become a more widespread thing and now uh <laughs> we have some of the most amazing brands from it i think gin is just fantastic and i think that in my opinion gin is one of those things where you really shouldn't skimp on the price of gin in some senses because the quality really does suffer i think cheap gin is really really horrible to drink whereas quality gin is just a, the most pleasurable experience you could ever imagine so if it were me, I always go a little higher, but I think that there are some brands that are really good about making a really reasonable priced uh, alcohol for what it is. My personal favorite gin that I have had so far, which I think is just phenomenal, it's not outrageously expensive for people who have a bigger budget, but for some people who are on college budgets like myself, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely an investment. But uh, it, by that I mean it's just a little more than most alcohols. But it's called Monkey 47. I think it's phenomenal. And I'd highly recommend anyone to have it. But you could also go along the lines of Hendrix. Those gins are also all pretty fantastic. 
or uh, or pretty simple one is New Amsterdam. They make an okay gin and vodka, actually. Without further ado, though, that can get, bring us into vodkas. Vodkas are, uh, in my opinion, kind of the, the uh, whipping horse of alcohols. I think that it's pretty much the most universal alcohol out there, which is why it smells exactly like uh, what's in every single medicine cabinet almost, which is rubbing alcohol. Uh, and it tastes not too far away from that, depending on the brand you get as well. So uh, vodka is usually made from any sort of grain or, frankly, mash of any sort of alcohol. It's just a fermentation process that kind of happens when you let something sit for so long. Uh, but you can also, you know, actually do it properly and make it delicious to a degree. Uh, and that's kind of the creation of, of vodka. But we do know that it originates from one of three countries, which are from Poland, Russia, or Sweden. It's debated heavily, but really pretty much it's just a sort of mash of some sort of alcohol and with water. So it's ethanol and water based pretty much. Uh, in my humble opinion, vodka is one of those things that you can just kind of, like I said, it's the whipping horse. So it can go in pretty much anything. It has just the alcohol flavor. There's no real flavors with it, which is why you kind of go into things like schnapps and stuff like that, where it gets a little more... Uh, flavored with peach or with, I mean, oh my goodness, you can get to some of the things like S and vodka goes into cucumber, into peach, into bubblegum, into freaking fairy princess and glitter poop or whatever. I don't know. But there's a lot of different things that vodka can do, and I think that it's just fantastic in the sense that you can just put it with almost anything. Things that it goes really well with. Uh, it can go into sex on the beaches. It can go into vodka teenies. It can go into, uh, I mean, vodka lemonades are really simple. There's a million different things you can do with vodka. Uh, even Blue Hawaiians and things like that if you have more options with you. So I highly recommend if you're going to get any single singular alcohol, I think that vodka is the best if you're not going to drink it pure, but with a mixer. After that, though, I think we should go into something like a little less clear, but it gets into both areas, which is tequila. Uh, great song first off, but second off, it is a spirit that comes from usually it's more southern Mexico, but it can go down and be into South America and some parts of northern Mexico, which is blue agave is where it's based out of and it'll, that's the most pure kind of tequila at least uh and it is kind of in my opinion one of the my favorite summary drinks it's also one of the easiest uh pure alcohols to drink for for newbies i'd say so i think that if you if i for instance when i bartend if someone gets a tequila shot it's usually you can tell it's younger crowds or sometimes you know like whatever uh a lot of single women in my opinion who all get them and kind of are like yeah let's take shooters no judgments here, it's whatever, it is easier to drink, uh, but it's it's more of a summer drink in my humble opinion in the sense that it's got a lot of different fruitier notes and fruitier flavors, so if you're not into sort of heavier drinks, then vo or tequila is the thing for you, but it's also kind of like vodka in my opinion, where it can pretty much go with anything, it's a really solid flavor, so it can go with, I mean, you can also make a sex on the beach <laughs> with tequila, you can make a million different drinks with uh, tequila, for some reason, a lot of them are escaping me right now, but daiquiris can be made with tequila. Uh, I mean, any sort of fruity beverage kind of and tequila go very, very well together, in my humble opinion. Usually, though, tequila is kind of just one of those uh, replacements, just like vodka, in my opinion. Uh, it's also the easiest thing to shoot. I would next go into rum. Rum is kind of fun thing just like tequila in the sense that it comes from the Caribbean and it comes from a sugarcane uh, and molasses usually which is where you get spiced rum the darker color and the lighter rums based on the distillation processes and if it's aged in a barrel or not things like that but it is this really really kind of sweet 
spirit, I'd say. It's one of the things where a lot of people, for some reason, I think hate it. But I tend to really enjoy rum. I personally really enjoy the sweeter rums as well. Uh, spice rums, excuse me. So I enjoy, like, for instance, Kraken, I think, is one of the more affordable, really, really solid brands of rum. I think it's fantastic to cook with. I think you can put rum and Cokes with it. You can do root beers and rum. It's very common to do a lot of simple things like that, which I think rum just does so well. Uh, I think that rum also is just kind of a fun thing because you, you feel like a pirate when you're drinking it because, you, you know, I automatically think of, like, you know, Johnny Depp and parts of the Caribbean, Caribbean, however you prefer to say it, uh, and just kind of that whole little fun area. And it just makes you feel, you know, like a, like a, like a fun person when I drink rum. I feel like a little, a little boy, kind of. Uh, I don't know why, but I just personally affiliate it with that kind of area, so childhood in my opinion. After that, I would go into the actual, like, Cadillac, or I guess that's American only, though, so, like, the, the premium alcohol of all the alcohols, in my humble opinion, which is whiskey. Whiskey is such a broad term, of course, though, because it has many different differ- uh, differentiations and stuff like that, which uh, I think the one that's most commonly agreed upon, though, is that it's made, well, whiskey, sorry, is, the reason I say that is because it's got a lot of different names, and it's got a lot of different styles of making it, but whiskey is a great little thing in the sense that it um, is a grain mash, basically, so it can come from barley, wheat, rye, corn, anything like that, and based on that, and based on its province that is made, it has a whole new name, so for instance, scotch is also just whiskey, it's usually sometimes also called scotch whiskey, it's made in Scotland, bourbon is made in Bourbon County, Kentucky, and I think there's Tennessee whiskey as well. There's a million different kinds. Frankly, there, there is Tennessee whiskey as well. Uh, so whiskey, in general, the standard is that it has to be made of a grain mash. And then I think it's also through a single distillation process. And usually it's aged in a barrel. Not always, but almost always it is. Uh, for things like bourbon, I know it has to be made of 70% corn mash or more in order to be considered uh, bourbon. I believe in Tennessee whiskey, it can be a rye mash or something like that. Uh, I need to get a little more educated on that before I go into the details of the hopeful history of whiskey. But whiskey, in my opinion, is the most respectful drink out of all of them. Like I said, I'm a personal huge gin fan. I feel super classy when I drink it, and I think that it's got a certain etiquette about it. But whiskey is, at least in America, and where I am in Iowa, I think it's the most respected uh, brand of, like, if you get a whiskey on the rocks, I just think you're a pretty cool dude, honestly. Whenever I serve that, I'm like, go you, person. You're a pretty dope person. And also, I think it proves a little bit of maturity. You know, you're not drinking, like I said, in my opinion, tequila's kind of a baby drink. Even sometimes I think rum is one of the easier things to drink. Rum and Coke's super common. Usually I see college kids drinking that. Nothing wrong with that, but I think old fashions and whiskey on the rocks and things like that, scotch on the rocks, tastes like pure smoke sometimes. And I think it's fantastic, but some people hate it. I think that, in my opinion, whiskey has this age, but also a little bit of like an industrious opinion about it, which I really kind of enjoy. So I enjoy talking to those people a lot, usually when they get that. Of course, this is me generalizing and stereotyping. People can also be pricks when they drink that, but in my opinion, it's kind of fun people who aren't just little six-year-olds or little, you know, 19-year-olds, 21-year-olds, hopefully, uh, if you're doing your job right, which usually I think I do, uh, that are are out at bars partying. So I I enjoy people who drink whiskey usually more often than I enjoy people who drink like rum and Cokes, my humble opinion. But yeah, those are the general important liqueurs. Now we're going to get a little more into something that's a little confusing, which is liqueurs, which is O-U-R-E-U-E-R, you know, like, excuse me, U-E-U-R, sorry, my dyslexia is kicking in there a little bit, but 
We're going to talk about that. And in general, liqueurs, which is E or U E U R, come from brandy, which brandy is still considered a, it's, I don't know, it's not exactly a liqueur, but it's a liqueur slightly, which is actually funny because I think it's a byproduct of wine. Usually. So when you're making wine, you can kind of make brandy on the side. It's like a side business, you know, a side also like DoorDash, but it's the, it's the DoorDash of alcohols. So you can get brandy pretty much, not exactly, but pretty much from a byproduct of wine. And it's usually made from like a, a, a mash then of fruits and stuff like that and has more of like a commonly paired with like a licorice or anise kind of is what they call it flavor. Uh, I don't know. I think it's fine. It's a very holiday drink in my opinion. I don't really drink brandy. I usually cook with it, but I don't hate it. It's kind of a, it exists. It's usually a little sweeter for me and stuff like that. Um, but a good brand for actually whiskey and brandy. That, it's not a good brand, I should say, but it's a fun brand. I want to promote it a little bit. It's called Blue Ox. So it's, it's an Iowa brand, which is where I'm from, but not where I'm from, but where I live. So fun little thing. It's made in Grinnell, Iowa. I think you guys, if you ever have the time, check it out. It's an upstarting company, which I think is really cool that it's a distillery that's in Iowa. That's not really that common. And it's not, it's making a lot of different general ones. It also makes vodka. It's cheaper. So for college students, I'd say check it out and I'd support it. That's my side thing. I'm not getting paid by them. I just think, hey, check out local businesses. So, yeah, I'd say check it out. But brandy is usually the byproduct, or excuse me, the byproduct of wine, yes. But from that, there's also a sort of another byproduct, so to speak, which is liqueurs, which is sort of flavored alcohols or flavored mashes of grain. I think the technical definition of, like, liqueur is, uh, is a flavored distilled, distilled liquor. So it's usually sweetened and flavored but it's usually brandy is what it's based off of. Uh, usually it's herbs and fruits, so like creme de melon, creme de banana, all that stuff is basically usually brandy. There's schnapps and stuff like that too, which is usually vodka, so that is a difference, but liqueurs usually fall into, like blue curacao is not technically a liqueur, but that's more of an area where you're going into liqueurs or, um, oh gosh, the frag fragalico, which is, you know, the, the, the lady on the bottle, that's, that's a liqueur or anything like that, those are usually liqueurs which come from brandy. So yeah, any sort of fruity bartending drink that you put in, like when you're making, I don't know, a Scooby snack, that's one of the drinks that is usually commonly used with creme de banana, creme de melon, all those different things. You're making basically making a brandy different kind of alcoholic drink. So yeah, I know this was a little bit rushed through and maybe I was talking a little fast. I apologize guys, bear with me. This is my first time doing this and I'm in a little closet. But I just figured I would talk to you guys a little bit about the history, uh, not really necessarily the history too much, because I want to cover each of these one by one in the future. Uh, but what the general liqueurs are, what the differences are, and what my opinion is on them. Hopefully next week I'll be able to get a guy in here who is a very fantastic bartender who absolutely has a huge passion for whiskey, which I just love talking to him, and we can work out that. So thank you so much for tuning in to In High Spirits. I have been Paul. You guys have been awesome. I'll see you next week.